You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We read a tremendous text here before us today in Romans chapter 8, verse 35 through 39. We'll get to it in a moment. The Christian life is not just simply a Sunday thing. It's a life. And I want to come to you with that thought this morning that he is our total life, our 24-7 life, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, Christ, who is our life. Uh, Christian life is not an emotional life. I get all hyped up, go to church, get all excited. No, that should be a Monday thing too, a Tuesday thing, constant. In the book of Colossians chapter 3, we'll be there in January. In Colossians 3, verse 4, it says this, Christ, Christ, who is our life. And I want you and I want myself today to confront, is he my life? That lady down there is my life. It's not just a once a, a year, our anniversary, her birthday. It's just not periodically, she is my 24-7. I wish, I wish I could say that I've always lived that way. Women can drive you crazy. I just happen to have a lady that doesn't drive me crazy. Phew, got out of that one real fast. <laughs> but you guys had said amen when I said women can drive you crazy. You're in the bad list right now. Men and women don't think the same. You're not supposed to. Well, let me take that back. Maybe women are supposed to think like men. But no, you're not supposed to. We're different. We're two people. And God says we're to become one. Christ, who is our life. If you're married, sir, your, your mate needs to be your life 24-7. Stop this emotional swing, men. Mood swings. I need to go to anger management. No, you don't. No, you need to go to God. And the same for women. Same for children. Same for each of us as parents. Christ, who is our life. I want to try to challenge us if we're trying to get ready for 2024 where we consider, uh, am I out of bounds? Have I just regulated God to a second position, a last position? Have I elevated myself? Uh, who's going to rule your life? I, I know that I, I've never succeeded in this, but I've always tried to begin the first day of the year saying, Lord, as far as I know, as of right now, I haven't sinned. I haven't been worrying. I haven't been upset, and I haven't been uh, 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 saying things that, that are cruel and, and backbiting and, and hurtful. And I'm not, I'm, I, I want to try to, <laughs> Ms. Treve was always a game with us, uh, she'll, uh, I'll say something. She goes, oh, are you starting to sin? And uh, I'll try to get into the day before two minutes are down the road. But the Christian life, Christ, who is our life, I don't want my life to just be a religious thing. I don't want it to be just a hired position pastor thing. I, I want Christ to be my life, the real 
I don't want to call God, but I want to call my Christianity the real thing. It's a way of life thing. Today I preached to you on the 24-7 thing. In commerce and in industry, that word is known as 24-7. What does it mean? You can call or you can come anytime and we'll meet your need. You can call, you can come, and we're always available, which 24-7 means, always available 24 hours, seven days a week. I had an awful, awful dream not long ago, and I'm not preaching that God's speaking to me in dreams, but it was such a negative dream, such a dark dream, and uh, how you got rid of me thing, and I was pleading with you, just please don't let me, please, I want to be your pastor. So no, you've been long enough. Get and it was just, boy, I tell you, I, I woke up just in fear. I don't want to dream that way. I want to dream of just, I told Brother Flood, I just saw as far as I could see, there must be 10 or 20,000 people in here today. <laughs> Whatever's in here, I, I, watched, I, I watched every head down reading the Bible. Amen. Now, I may have missed, but it looked like if, I don't know, I don't know where most churches don't even carry a Bible. That was so awe-inspiring. And then, and hearing you read the Word of God, Amen. such an encouraging thing. I want to dream about things like that. I want to dream about those, this, on this compassion lane it's called, I saw those buses coming in this morning. I want to, and bring, bringing boys and girls to the house of God. I want to dream about the bus ministry. I see these shuttle buses going throughout the neighborhood and going through parking lots. I, I want to think about that. I want to think about our missionaries serving God. I want to think about the people that sing in the choir and the orchestra and, and the things of God, the children and the young people and the teenagers and the college and, and couples. And little babies coming into our church. I don't want to dream like I had that dream. I want it to be, even when I dream, it's good things. It's things that honor God. I want to get up in the morning, by God's grace, all day long, live the real thing 24-7. Have you ever done this? I have. Have you ever lived some days hopeless? Shame on us. But I like the way I'm certain. Uh, let, uh, frustrated, just so frustrated, frustrated. I, I get there once in a while. Weak, feeble, absorbed with sadness. There was a day this year, uh, one day I was just sad, sad. It seemed like everything I thought about was just sad. And I tried to get victory over that through that, that day. I said, God, uh, this is not right. It's not right to just be sad. It's just everything is sad. It's sorrowful. And I don't listen to the news. I don't hear the news in my car. It's been years. It's just too sad. I can't listen to that garbage. And, and there's been times in this year that there's been fear and there's been worry. All those traits, all of us have experienced because we're human. Humanity. In addition, there's flesh. But I do not want to live my life this way. I claim 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory. I claim a text like this. Listen to what the Bible says. Verse 37. Nay. Nay. Which is, he's referring back to verse 35. 
tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, all those things. He goes, no, no, nay. In all these things. Read that next phrase with me. Ready, begin. Begin with the word we. We are more than through him that, we're more than conquerors. I'm, a, I'm living, by the way, on the victory side. I, I press, Philippians 3, 14, toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not pressing for the things down here. I need more money. I need more possessions. I need more of this. No, I'll tell you what. I want my life to, to count for eternity. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. I want to be able to say I have the access 911 to a place called heaven where I can speak to God. I want to live on the winning side, not on the losing side. I can do. I can do. Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do this. I can get this done. God, with your help, I can do it. I never had a life verse until two year, a year and a half ago. And I know that God gave me that life verse. I, and I look back in my life, the graduation day it was given to me. It's on a three by five card with my diploma to this date, an old a little manual typewriter and, and through my ministry and I preached it so much. And it's just like the light came on. It took me over 50 years. God gave me a life verse. Oh, we have a church verse. It's right here, Colossians 1. 18, that in all things he might have the preeminence. I have a verse that once while God's people said, uh, allowed me to sign their Bible, and it's our verse, 3 John verse number, uh, 3, 3 John verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. We have a college verse, 1 Corinthians 2, 2, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I will not sign on the road uh, 3 John verse 4, that's our verse. But if I'm on the road preaching, someone says, will you sign my Bible? I've always signed Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove with that good and acceptable and will of God. But I never had life verse. And God gave me Acts 20, 24. I've preached it all over this country, but I never knew it was going to be my verse. None of these things. None of these things. Paul was speaking about bonds and imprisonment and peril. None of these things move me. Neither can I my life dear unto self. So I finish my course with joy. I want to get to the end of the journey with joy. I want to get to the end of the journey happy in the things of God. Whatever my end of the journey might be. And here in this text, God says, he goes, I want you to be more than a conqueror. For verse 38, I'm persuaded. And maybe if you get persuaded, maybe if you can get persuaded. I'm talking about your marriage today. Why live your marriage in such defeat? Arguments. Narcissism. Why, why would you want to choose to live that way? It's immature, it's childish, it's godless, it's, it's a re revelation, it's a revealer that Christ is not our life. I know we all have conflicts. I know we all have trials. My friend, you've got to live on the winning side. 
Brother Sam, your sweet sister passed away this, this week. And I'm glad you have the testimony that you are always kind to your sister. She had a hard life. She was a hard worker, a godly, a good girl. Her husband died really young. Her adult son died young. Her second son, adult son, died young. She had sorrow. She battled cancer for years and years and years. But Brother Sam, he, he, he's been there to see her. He's been there to talk to her. He's led her to Christ. But I want you to know that he'll never have an opportunity to talk to her again. I'm, glad, I'm so glad and grateful that Christ has been your life. And Julie, your life. And you demonstrated the love of God to that dear girl and that dear lady, your sister and sister-in-law. It had been my sister's birthday yesterday had she lived. But two years ago, three years ago on the election day, suddenly she rolled over in bed and just, just gone. 2.30 in the morning, just gone. I'll never be able to talk to her again this side of heaven. But I tell you what, I can look back over our life. The last, the last post we were out here in the stadium, cars were out there. The last post was two things. And she posted Alvin Martinez singing at North Valley Baptist Church this morning. And then she posted my message, whatever it was that day. She said, this is my brother preaching. You know, that just throws me. I, I won't be able to ever call on the phone and get right. I, 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 if, if, you, if this is the last day to have your mate, preacher friend of mine, great man, he came through here often because his mother used to live right here nearby. He'd come to see her, and he's younger than I am, but he, he, he went out preaching on Wednesday night. And his wife's been suffering, but uh, she said, please go tonight. I'm feeling fine. I'm okay. I'll be, and they never expected this. They came home and found her dead. Say, that woman I live with. Yeah, she's driving you nuts. Now try to live without her. You already married out of your league, sir. Try to live without him. It's time to get some things right. Make, make Christ your life. And here, that's what the apostle Paul is writing to this church at Corinth. And he refers to, back where I said my scripture verse, in verse number 36, 35, if there's suffering, it's still Christ my life. But Pastor Everett said, if it's, if it's tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or so, if it's that, if it's suffering, if they're suffering, he's still our life. You know how you get out of this world? Suffering. Generally hooked up to machines. Generally hospice. Uh, generally a car accident. Uh, generally some accident that takes your life quickly. Or you suffer for a day, a week, a month, a year, a couple of years. You know how much I love to go to these cemeteries around here. I love it. I love to stand at the markers of your loved ones. And I always try to spend some time and think about their life and who they were and what they were. But most of them suffered. Your dad suffered. There he lays. Your aunts out there, they suffered. Grandma suffered. Got a whole row of family members in. Your cousins suffered. 
quickly but suffered. But Christ is my life. Your brother, same, same relative, Robert, your, your brother suffered that, that, that Wednesday night. Your husband, your dad. Life's hard. But in the midst of suffering, and I've not suffered like you folks have, I've learned that I could turn my eyes upon Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Standing somewhere in the shadows. And sometimes I'll go downstairs where it's dark at night, just a few little lights glowing. My wife always has something on the mantle or something. And I'll sing to myself, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. He's the only one who cares and understands. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find him. And you'll know him by the nail print in his hand. My heart grieves for so many of you how you suffer physically, how you suffer mentally, how you suffer financially, how you suffer emotionally. It's not that you're a bad person. You're just going down a road that seems like it's always hard. But it's still our life. Where could I go but to the Lord? God's there all the time. It's that unseen hand. I don't know what he's all doing, but there's an unseen hand that's always working in our hearts and working in our midst. When we're suffering, when we suffer, you should not, it should not move. Suffering should not move us. Self should not move us. Acts 20, 24. Neither, neither the Bible says, count I my life dear unto myself. Well, I'm not happy anymore. Well, I don't like it anymore. We're at this end of our life. I look back. I had some very awful Sunday school teachers when I was a kid. And now I don't like, I don't even like my Sunday school teacher right now. It's me and my wife, or, but I, uh, I like her, but not me. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact, I, I'm not always, ha- I, I can't think of any bad teachers, but I, I, I can't tell you that I always had good Sunday school teachers, and I can't tell you that the pastor always hit a home run, and I can't tell you that every special was good. Oh, Brother Flood, we're going to take time right now. I said, I don't have a soloist to sing today, and he said, I'm ready. So tonight, Brother Luke Flood's going to be singing a solo. It's going to be awesome. And the trumpets will play. All of us will drown you out. It'll be great. We'll be there to criticize you. But, uh, but, but suffering should not move me. Self should not move me. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not enjoying this. I tell you what, I, God knows it's true. I'm hanging on to every Sunday, Sunday school I can get myself to. I don't have 40 years of Sunday school left in me. I don't have 30 years of Sunday school left in me. I may not have two weeks left in me. But I do know I've used up almost all the Sundays of my life. I hope I get to be a pastor here a long time and torment you as much as I can. I've used up the vast majority of my Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. 
I don't want to go out because I'm, I'm mad at God's people. I'm mad at Christianity. I, I'm mad at uh, fundamentalism. I'm mad at the church. I'm mad at the school. I'm mad at people. You, you talk about total narcissism. You're wrapped up how, how offended you have been, how hurt you've been, how it's not fair. You boycott things. What, are, what, are you, what kind of life is that? It's, I tell you what it is. It's, it's because Christ is not our life. Christ, too, is our life. Whether we suffer or whether our self is in there. Or, or by the way, whether in our service, serving God is not always easy. But he said in Acts 20, 24, that I might finish my course. I want to finish my course. I want to be faithful to God because I found my course. I want to finish my course. I want fulfillment in my course. That's why Galatians 5, 7 says, ye did run well. Who hath hindered you? Someone's trying to get you away from God. Get rid of that friend. That's a scorner. That's a scoffer. That's someone that's going to destroy your life. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, please. And we're going to try to pull this together and let you go to the house to eat. In Matthew chapter 13, our, our Lord is telling us these great parables. Uh, parables are earthly story with a heavenly meaning. In verse 18, chapter 13, verse 18. Hear now, therefore, the parable of the sower. And the first one did not receive it, but he heard it. When anyone, verse 19, heard the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not and cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which is sown in the heart. This is he that received the, the seed by the wayside. So here is one that hears it, but there's such doubt and there's such confusion about salvation and living for God, I don't want it. But verse 20, he that receiveth it, taketh in the seed in stony places. The same as that heareth the word of God, that word, and anon with joy receiveth it, yet, verse 21, yet he hath not root in him, he dureth for a while. For when, here it is, tribulation, persecution, arise because of the word, and he is offended. What's God saying? He said, their Christianity is not 24-7, it dureth for a while. It stays for a while. Oh, I like this God thing. I like this church thing. I like the music thing. I, I, I like the fun thing. I like it. it it's a family thing. I, I love all of this. It's so great. It's so wonderful. And they dureth for a while. I've had sorrow in my heart and get over the hump. Some of you claim to be saved for years, but there's no victory. Something's missing. Something's not right. I hope you're saved. But the Bible says, in that last day, many shall come and say, have we not prophesied in thy name and cast out demons in thy name? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Are you saved? I got overwhelmed early this morning praying about uh, people. And I'm not trying to get you to doubt your salvation, but people that, that I had a, the, the, a, a whole list of people in my mind today that, that are not in this room right now, but just I, I just don't feel like because the things they do and the things, I don't believe they ever got salvation. Yeah. And I was praying for them. I said, God, 
if they're saved, do what you have to do in their lives. That's my job. No, I'm not trying to be retaliatory, but do what you have to do if they're saved in their lives, whether it be life or death. Do what you have to do to wake their, them up and their family up. Wake them up. That's a shepherd that loves his sheep. Or if they're not saved, God, may this be the day. Pastoring in 2023, we, we, we pastor in churches nowadays that people are looking for more things they can find wrong with the church and wrong with the Bible and wrong with heritage and wrong, and I don't have to do this. I, well, then go do it. Tell me, uh, uh, Miss Trevor, we were talking about this last week. She said, tell them to go do what they want to do. Ask them to come back in 10 years and see how it's going. Some of you are going down a slope. You're going to destroy your life, your family's life, your children's life, your marriage life. You better get, you better get it together. You're doing it for a while. I like it. But you're the Monday morning quarterback, the critic. You have all the answers. I'm not saying it's a perfect church. You're here. I'm not saying it's a perfect church. I'm here. But God still ordained the church. And God ordained the Bible. Well, I don't believe that. <laughs> the big thing now, well, where's Bible on that? Where's Bible that you should be sitting in an air-conditioned auditorium this morning? Where's Bible that should have a padded pew? Where's the Bible that you should have a car? Give me some Bible on that. Okay, they, they had chariots. Okay, then go get a chariot. Let's do that. Go get a mule. Mule's in the Bible. Why are you challenging everything with your life? Because perhaps you're none of his. Or you're dearth for a while. Look at the next one. Look what the Bible says. He also received the, the, the seed and the thorns as he that heareth the word and the cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches choke out the word. He, he said, this other guy, uh, he dureth for a while, but he's tribulation and trials and persecution. He quits. He's offended. And this guy with the thorns, uh, he gets the care of this world. That means so much to him. What means so much to you that you'd throw God away? Christ, who is our life, 24-7. I have so much scripture I want to... I, have my thoughts here today. I want to have you turn there. We don't have time. But if we go to 2 Corinthians 3 and 2 Corinthians 6, we'll find that in 7, we'd find that Paul was a night and a day in the deep and he was shipwrecked and he was stoned and he was cast out of the town after they stoned him for dead. It was nothing but trials and tribulation. But he writes us the book of Philippians from a jail cell, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. 18 times in the book of Philippians, 104 verses, he says, rejoice or have joy. The average Christian's a mully grub. We're upset, we're angry, we're frustrated, we're against everything. Listen, nowadays, I want you all to stay, but you don't have to stay here. You, remember, I don't even know if it's her, I remember taking Tiffany when she was a little girl to build a bear. I don't even know if that's still around where you go to the mall and you, See, a lot of you ladies, you've been there apparently shaking your head where you go in and you choose the fur and you choose the, what it says inside and you choose, ah, uh, oh, the color, everything. You build a bear. 
You know what you can do nowadays, and it's so awesome. You can design your own church. And because the internet, you can go on and say, oh, I like this rock and roll music. Well, go. Go to your rock and roll music. Well, you fundamentalists, you're so... No, no, no. Don't blame me for what I believe here. Well, you legalists. No, no, you're being the legalist. I have a right to believe like I want to believe. And you have a right to believe like you want to believe. I just believe that my life gives me life. My Christianity provides life. And I've been, I've, I've been saved 67 years. I came into this life, and he's never failed me. Don't say, well, you, you, all your rules. I, I don't have very many rules. I should have more. But if you don't like this type of church, if you want music, you can go get your music like you want it. You want, you want a one, one and done for the week? They're all over the place. You don't have to have Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Do what you want. And by the way, almost every church now, you can drink. It's the big thing, drinking. Well, that's the kind of church you want. Go get drunk. You got to figure this out, folks. Who's your life? What's your life? Where's your life? Oh, every, every, every church has. So you've got rules around here. Everything in life has rules. You drive down Central Expressway, there's rules how fast you can drive. And I get stuck behind a nut that's going 25 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone. There's rules. So I, uh, I just saw those guys come down there, those ushers. They all have suits and ties on. Well, you don't believe that. Put your ushers in Short swimming suits. <laughs> and, and they don't even have to wear shirts if you don't want to. That's going to be a look. Well, no, I wouldn't do that. Well, you have rules, you legalist. What are you talking about? We all have rules. But wherever you draw the line, that's where your battle. I just, as a pastor, want to do my best to get for as close as possible. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm the furthest example, I think. I just want us to get as close as possible making Christ our life. Yeah. On Monday. And Tuesday. And Wednesday and Thursday. I, I, my wife, I always get be stuck behind the cars at the turn lane. And you know what they're doing. They're in prayer. <laughs> their head is down in prayer. And I think they should have a Bible, but they have their Bible on their phone, apparently. But they're marking their Bible. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I've already got my hand on the horn. I know what's going to happen. Because that lady, excuse me, that man, you thought you caught me, didn't you? That person is going to sit and sit and sit. And if I don't help them with a little doot doot yeah. in Christian love, <laughs> doot doot, that was a biblical honk. <laughs> doot doot. This is a, this is a Reamer's honk. Yeah! Or like some friends I have that have an air horn. 
I heard it at the corner of my house on the expressway the other day. It was you. I know it was. God bless you. And, but it was to your wife. That's the thing that made me feel bad. She was ahead of you, apparently. You know, I'm not mad. I'm just trying to get moving. And you know what? I saved. It's so great because they get through the light. And I don't. <laughs> I want Christ my life all, even if I do the toot toot. I can't wait to staff me tomorrow. You're going to make fun of my toot toot. But I heard you preach the other night. I can, I'll find something to make fun of you about. Uh, anyway, who's your life? When suffering comes, when sorrows come, when serving God comes and things don't turn out the way you want, when self gets in the way, who's your life? It's life or death for some of your marriages today. You're going to have to die to yourself. Sometimes some of you men must treat your wives like just trash. And I think the other way around is, ladies, some of you must just kick them to the curb. And then you're going to miss him when he's gone. You're going to miss her when she's gone. Let's stand together, please. Father, thank you for your word. And I pray that we have done justice to it today. There has to come a point as men and as women, as young people, we decide that Christ is going to be my life, my total life, nothing else, nothing less. Christ is my life, absorbed with Christ. Pleasing, Jesus did all to please his Father. I do all things that please my Father. Please help me. I want my life to please you this week. I want my life to be single-minded this week. Not dual-minded. Christ is my life. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.